0: You're listening to the Agony Column news report trashotron.com/agony. Robert Rapino's new novel is Mort, in which the animals of the earth rise up against their human
1: masters. Robert read to us a scene from the novel. On the day he killed his master, Sebastian made his way to the city in the middle of the evacuation. There were humans everywhere, vehicles laden with luggage strapped on the roof, packed into the trunk, military transports carrying dead-eyed marines to the battlefront, packs of refugees, some too dazed to be surprised by a giant cat carrying a rifle, his hand pressing down on a bleeding gash on his ribs, soldiers setting fire to enormous anthills that had burst through the concrete and asphalt. When Sebastian saw dead animals on the side of the road, he decided to stay away from everyone. He was, after all, in enemy territory. Upon reaching the city, he took refuge in the skyscraper to recover from his fight with Daniel. The loss of blood, along with a fever from infection, forced him to rest for days. When he was strong enough to begin searching again, he found the city almost completely abandoned. That was when he encountered a new creature, an ant the size of a Volkswagen. She marched down the sidewalk on her hind legs. Sebastian ducked behind a bus as she passed. The claws shuffled closer. Suddenly, the bus shook. Sebastian spun around and aimed his rifle at the roof of the vehicle to find the ant staring down at him, her antenna like two arms trying to snatch him up. She was covered in smaller ants, all moving about her exoskeleton like a flowing oil. The creature probed for a minute, stood still, then walked away. Sebastian had several similar encounters before he came to realize that the monsters posed no threat. They were after humans, not people like him. Robert you turn the tables
0: on animals and humanity in this book talk about creating a world where animals are now our masters.
1: Well, I think they would have a few scores to settle. The big question I was trying to answer was how these animals would set up their society and what lessons they would learn from from humans and what uh, what would they keep and what would they discard.
0: With regards to religion, the animals take a dim view of it. You have at the center of this novel, however, an animal that is almost a god in and of herself. So talk about creating the Ant Queen.
1: Yeah, I think she is someone who uh, I wanted to create as, you know, sort of facing this contradiction of acquiring all this knowledge, acquiring all this power, and then suddenly feeling trapped by it. Um and feeling that uh, even though she controls almost everything, she is in fact um, sort of a prisoner of her own, of her own making. And uh, in a way, I wonder if you know if, if if there is a God, would that God look at things that way? Would this God even have free will? You know, is he stuck in his godhood? I don't know. Robert, this novel began as a dream. That is correct. I had a dream back in the fall of 2009, and uh, in the dream, the animals were bipedal and intelligent and very angry, and they were hunting humans down. So that was the origin of this. You know, From there, I started piecing it together, but, but that is the, the basic image that, that got the story moving. I love
0: the apocalyptic feel to this novel and you do a great job of using the kind of poignant moments of pethood to bring home how much we look back at a past no matter how flawed we eventually understand that past
1: may be. The story is meant to show that you know this this world that the animals live in is in some ways idyllic but as they become self-aware they realize what's wrong with it. And even though they miss it a great deal and even though they they claim that they're shedding this human world, they're still stuck with it in a lot of ways. Both they're they're stuck within it and it's also a part of who they are. They can't escape. And also, too, the
0: fact once they try to organize their own world, there are only so many ways you can organize a world. And once you start to do that, things might fall into place in a
1: way that you don't intend them to, but you're stuck with it they learned from the pa- they learned from the humans and there are some things that they decided that they couldn't do without like a some kind of representative government even though that's not always ideal and they couldn't do without a military they couldn't do without you know a bureau that that cleans up the trash and picks up uh you know digs ditches and so forth sets up the electricity again they need all these these human things even though they swear up and down that they are so unlike the humans now they don't need you know but they they have to do these things this is a novel that's going to make anybody who
0: cooks a steak for dinner think twice about it. <laughs>
1: I hope so. Yeah. I think uh it yeah, you know, like I said earlier, I think it's a it's time to reconsider a few things about our relationship with the rest of nature, you know. I don't I don't I don't claim to have the answers, but given the environmental concerns and the moral concerns, I think it's a discussion we need to have. I think it's important
0: to ask a lot of questions, and that's what this novel
1: does well. That that was the plan, especially about just philosophy and religion as well. I mean, I, I am concerned about people drawing very simplistic understandings of what the book is saying. Uh, I'm worried about people saying, claiming that the book says uh, comes down hard on one side or the other when it comes to religion. I, I hope that's not the case, but I think that could happen. But definitely the book is raising more questions than it's answering. I've been speaking with Robert Rapino, His new novel is Mort. Thank you for joining me, Robert. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom slash agony.